0: There's a hadith uh, which says, Wastikul Imam. Keep the Imam in the middle. I mean, the hadith has some weakness, but it's accepted. I think it's narrated by Abu Dawood. There's also the reason that if you notice, if there's only three people praying, this was like before, in the beginning of Islam, they used to make the Imam in the middle. So scholars have said, as a result, you keep him in the middle even when you have long lines of prayer. So it's better to do that. That means uh, you're gonna start all the way from there and then another group of people start from the other side and you keep a a huge uh, gap in the middle. Is that okay? I have a question. So what if someone already started one, should you start from the middle or just keep going on? Yeah, if somebody already started, then uh, you wanna keep one group as much as possible. Uh, So uh, yeah, you could do that. However, there's no guarantee that other people won't start from a different time from a different place. Tonight, inshallah, we're gonna talk about the beginnings of the day of judgment. And I'll use Surah al-Takwir. Yes. Who memorizes Surah at takwir I should say who does not memorize Surah al-Taqir You do not memorize it. Who, who memorizes it? No one. How does it start? Who who's it? you know it? Does someone know it? How does it start? Yes. إذا الشمس كويرات إذا الشمس كويرات. All right. So here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us about certain signs in the universe that will happen in the beginning. Of the Day of Judgment. We don't know how early, we don't know how long. I mean a lot of times things that are mentioned in relation to the beginning of times or the end of times could take a lot of time. So we don't know how long that will be. But the first sign has to do with the Sun. Now we know the Sun is our source of light and heating. These are the main uh, benefits of the sun to us. And the sun, how far is the sun from us? Seven, seven light minutes. Four. Eight. Four. Eight. Four. Eight minutes. Eight light minutes. Eight light years. Light years? Light years is. No, no, no. Just eight minutes. Just eight minutes. Eight minutes is the right answer. Alright? Thank you. And it's like 93 million miles quite a distance, 93 million miles, and the flames that come out of the sun, they could extend, they they can go as far as like 100,000 kilometers, just the flame, and you can observe that if you have a good telescope. So uh, what happens in the sun actually is a bunch of explosions, there's like a, a, a chemical reaction or you could say physical because it's a fusion it's a fusion of the hydrogen atoms so the sun is full of hydrogen what happens when you have two hydrogen atoms fusing meaning combining together to form helium that is a process that produces lots and lots of heat and light and the temperature is about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit at the surface, so it's quite hot. And um, so now we think it's been like 5 billion years, and so far it has consumed about half or 50% of its hydrogen. So there's still 5 billion years to go. If, if it keeps in the same way, <laughs> in the same rate of this fusion. So here Allah Subh'anaHu Taala tells us that something will happen to the sun. And it says, إِلَى الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ Now we know in the Arabic language, kawara is from كُرَة. كُرَة is a bar. So it has to do with roundness. Also we say that if you have a turban, you say al الْإِمَامَةِ what is imamah? Imamah is turban. Kawwar al-imamah is to wrap it. So to go in this circular motion and to wrap the turban around your head. So here it seems that what it means in this verse that all this energy coming out of the sun will be wrapped up. It will be contained. It will no longer radiate this heat and this light. So that is the end of the sun. That's really one of the meanings, and that's the uh, one I picked because it is the closest to the language, the linguistic meaning. So here, this is the end of the sun. Now somebody might say, well, does that mean we have to, f- to wait five billion years before the Day of Judgment? No, this is the natural process. This is when the physical laws are at work. But the Day of Judgment doesn't have to wait that long. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala can stop or change the physical laws for a reason. And the Day of Judgment is obviously a good reason. But as we're gonna see in every sign, there's already a start, it's already started. Like we know there is an end to the sun. So it's like an indication that this will happen. But again, like I said, Allah ta'ala can interrupt it and make it happen faster. So that's what will happen to the sun. The sun will implode or keep its energy to itself. It will not radiate heat. It will not radiate light. And that is the beginning of the Day of Judgment. إِذَا Shamsu Alright. What is the closest Star after the sun. Andromeda. Well, Andromeda galaxy. Andromeda, you mean? It's a well. It's a. It's a close. It's the closest star. It's named that. It is. I think you're right. It's the galaxy. It's the closest galaxy. What is the closest star? (laughs) Jupiter. Who said that? Who said that? I hope it's a joke. (laughs) it's called Alpha Centauri and it's like 4.3 light years so remember the sun was only 8 light minutes so it means it takes light 8 minutes to get to us for that star that is the closest to us it takes 4 years and a half almost 4 years and a half for the light to arrive to us this is how far it is and that is the closest star in our galaxy, how many stars do we have? Uh, in- Uno. In- 소- no. Dar- not infinite. Billion, like that, About like 100 billion or so, or more now. I don't know, they keep increasing. But over 100 billion stars only in our galaxy. And imagine the closest one. It takes four years and more to get to us. The light takes four years and a third. So the second uh, the second verse is about the stars. What will happen to the stars? وَإِذَا مُجُومٌ kadarat. What is in qadrat? Is that important? Go ahead. Explode? I don't know. No. In qadrat, if you look at the Arabic language... Oh, I think I You do? What Never is? mind. Right. When you say it, I'll play both characters. Alright. False alarm. <laughs> We say for example, "Ma What is ما متقدر? If you look at water, you say ما متكدر, it means it is murky. It is uh, like foggy or cloudy. That happens to your pool if you don't take care of it. You see murky water. So in kadara is to become foggy, to become murky, to become cloudy. So, what happens to the stars? It seems that the light of the stars, the light of the stars, will fade away or become dim. Because obviously if you have cloudy water, it means it is dim, you cannot see through it, it is not clear enough. It is not clear. So it seems that the stars will either get farther from us, and that's already happening, Right? Because we know the, the universe is expanding. Right? And it, it is expanding at, at, a, at a big rate. And the rate of expansion depends on how far we are from the other star. You know, the, there's a formula actually. That the speed of expansion is proportional to the distance squared. So the farther it is, the star, the fastest it is pulling away from us. So either it means that we will, we will no longer see the stars. So when the Day of Judgment begins, it seems that the stars will fade away. So that could mean that the stars will get away from us enough so we cannot see them. Or that the light will become so dim. So we still can see them, but they're so dim and so far away. And again, this is happening, and again, it'll take quite a bit of time until we cannot see any star. So even if the Day of Judgment is way, way, way far, this will happen anyway. This is a prediction from astronomers. If the, if the universe keeps expanding. But again, like I said, when the Day of Judgment starts, it could stop all the physical laws, And we can have this happen even before the prediction comes true. So So that is the meaning of yes Does anything happen to the moon do anything happen to the moon um Shaykh, I, I just want to tell you something yes it's it's the uh, sun but it's i don't think it's good. but um so you see the sun it's it's uh, it has a like a life cycle when it, it becomes when it becomes old it becomes much redder until it gives out so much heat that it kind of, that it gives the earth so much heat that the earth begin, begins to get broiled. Broiled, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, so let's move on. And, and by the way, I know you're going to have a lot of questions, let's keep some of those till the end. Because people upstairs are listening to us and they cannot hear all the questions. So just to be fair for everybody, also the people on, online, uh, let us, you know, unless it is a really nagging, begging question. Otherwise, let's keep it to the end. Thank you. So the third, uh, uh, third sign, and when the mountains are gone, they'll be gone, they, they'll disappear. So that is the third sign. So the, the and there are many verses in the Quran that talk about the fact that the the mountains will shatter, the mountains will disappear, and we already see this happening. We see the corrosion happening. We also see, especially in uh, not this country but third world countries, usually people are cutting the uh, the mountains and they're ruining the mountains. Oh, they bring equipment, machines, and cut, and cut the rocks, and make, you know, uh, you know, they can make, you know, dirt, or building materials out of it, and so on. Okay. And then it says, al Utilat?" The fourth sign, Many, many scholars have said that Ishar here, it refers to al-gushara, the plural of uh, Ushara. and Ushara is the camel that is pregnant in the tenth month. So, if you know Arabic, you know ten is number, or ashara is number ten, right? So, the Arabs at the time when the uh, animal is pregnant and it's it has entered its 10th month. They call it Ushara. And Ishar is a plural. And here, they said, well, because, you know, the Arabs loved the camel so much, right? And they were attached to the camel, especially when it's pregnant, because it's gonna, you know, procreate, it's gonna give another camel. But because the judgment is so, like, hard, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and, uh, is frightening, uh, they will neglect these camels. So, Uttila is to neglect. Like it says, Wabi'rin Mu'abtala It means a neglected well. So, aabtala is to neglect. And here it means that they abandon the camels because of all what's happening around them in the universe and on earth. But I find this opinion not so strong. And the reason is because this is not so common anymore. Like how many people now, I mean how many people you see attached to camels? And the Quran is not only talking to the Arabs, it's talking to everybody. And now it's almost unknown or rather infrequent to see people attached to camels and celebrating the pregnancy of a camel. So there has to be something else here. And the opinion I follow is that Isha comes from a different word and this is important if you want to understand the Quran, it's important that we understand the Arabic. And nowadays we have you know like so-called scholars and they don't know almost any word of Arabic. And they're famous speakers and going here and there. But the basics of Arabic, they don't have. It's important if you are interested in learning Islam, that you dedicate some time to learn the Arabic language. I mean, how can you understand the Quran? You cannot just rely on, uh, you know, a, a translation, uh, or a summary, or a footnote. You have to go to the original sources. Yes, you can be a Muslim without knowing Arabic, that's fine. But if you want to be a scholar, if you want to know more, you have to know the original sources. And Qur'an is THE original source. This is like the primary source of Islam. So let us see, what can we learn about Aisha? In the Qur'an we also hear, Mawla wa وَبِقْسَ Ashir. It's a similar word. عَشِير is a friend. is a companion. Is an intimate friend, in fact. Because ashir comes from mu'ashara. Mu'ashara is to intermingle. It is to interact with someone on a regular basis. So if you have a friend that you visit with all the time, this is mu'ashara. We also talk about mu'ashara zawjiyah, like the relationship between husband and wife. Because they see each other all the time. They interact with each other all the time. They talk to each other all the time. That is mu'ashara. What is it? Mu'ashara. It's gonna be on the quiz, so you better know those exactly. keywords. What? Okay, yes, yes, sir, yes, Baba. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so, what is Isha then? What is Isha? Another thing in Arabic that you need to know quickly is the structure. So, for example, we have verbs that are made of four letters, like jahada. You count in, you count in, you count the letters, Jahda, Jeen, Alif. Come on. Ha Da. qatala same thing. Four letters. Dafa'a and Nahashara, which is the the verb we're talking about. We we extract a master out of it. What is a master in English? So for example, if you have a verb. I ate. Eating is is the master. So in English, really, we don't have a mustar. It's like the act of eating. So, for example, when we say jahada, the mustar is jihad. It's always at this structure jihad. That's the word we have. So, what does it mean then? It means that all relationships will be cut off. All these friendships will be severed, will be stopped. No one will recognize his own friend, his own brother. We we have many verses like that. Min You'd run away from your own brother. You'd run away from, from your own father and mother. And why you might ask? Well, because of what's happening. I mean, if you see the son, you know, not radiating light and energy and, and, and heat, and you see the stars fading away, are you gonna pay attention to uh, your uh, sibling or your friend? If you see the mountains disappear, you're not gonna have time, and you're gonna, you're gonna lose your mind all, already, so you're not gonna have, you know, you're, you're not gonna appeal to these relationships. Because something far greater, far, uh, you know, uh, worse, if you will, or, or very, very severe happening, Around you. It'll make you forget your own ties, your own relationships. So this seems to be the uh, more appropriate meaning here because it's much more general. It's talking about all types of relationships. Any kind of isha, any kind of Muashara, any kind of relationship being severed, being cut off. And that kind of ties up to the next verse. So, what is wahsh? W- wahsh is? Monster. Not a monster. A beast. A, beast a, a wild animal. In Egyptian, we say, wahshni, right? What is wahshni? I miss you. Yes. I miss you. But, but see, that's the reason. Because if you go to the wilderness, what happens? You feel lonely. So basically you're telling him, you made me feel lonely. So that's why it is, I miss you. I miss you, it means, you made me feel lonely because you've been away. That is really the, I'm I'm translating Egyptian here, but I hope I'm correct. So, but it it comes from wahshah. Wahshah is being lonely, uh, being like by yourself and feeling this anxiousness, like, there's no one to talk to. Just like when you go to the wilderness, and, and same for, for wild animals, you don't see a lot of social activities among wild animals. Like you see it among social animals and among social humans. We are a social, a social creature. This is, when, uh, this is why when wild animals see each other, what happens? They run away from each other. They don't become friends. You don't see a wolf become a friend with a wild dog or or a lion, they're wild animals. So this verse says, So these wild animals, who by nature, they run away from each other, now they come together. So you see what's happening in these verses? Everything is turning around. Everything is reversed. The people you know, they will not know you anymore. They will not recognize you. They'll get away from you. And the wild beasts, the wild animals, they're supposed to run away from each other. Now they're going to come together. So you see everything upside down. Also, one, one reason could be because of what's happening around them. So if you look in the next verse, for example, وَإِذَا al-biharu سُجِّرَتْ When you see the sea burning in flames. So that could be one reason why the wild animals will get together, will assemble Because there are not many places to go and also because there's so much going on and it'll make them come together because of the calamity happening around them. Okay. وَإِذَا النُّفُوسُ So again, this is the... this has different meanings, but I'll pick the easiest. And nufusuzumujat is when uh, when uh, individuals, if you will, individuals or uh, so nafs means self, means yourself. When they are paired, so this could mean that the soul is coming back to the body when the soul is paired with the body, because we know when you die, the soul separates from the body. And when the day of judgment happens, the soul will come back to the body. So there is a pairing that's going on. nufusu Now again, this is an imp- an important term to be on the quiz. What is the difference between ruh and nafs? You see this used a lot in the Quran. Yaman Is it, like like, nafs, is it possible that nafs, is a physical, but... It, it's more physical, it's more like, like... But is it physical at all? No, but like it's more... It's the soul. It's immaterial, right? Yeah, but it's like more commonly known, like a like, oh, like, Okay, so in Arabic, yes, the nafs could mean... Uh, it could identify you as a self, yes. 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 But here, in, th- in this context, it is talking about soul. But it seems that in the Qur'an, uh, 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 we refer to soul, Either as Ruh or Nafs. In some cases, the app decided to close, I hope, that's all, anyways. um, So in some verses we see that soul is referred to as Ruh. In other verses we see soul referred to as Nafs. And if you pay careful attention, it seems like Ruh is when It starts, when it's breathed into you, it's referred to as Ruh. So this is the blank slate, if you will. This is when the soul is injected to the body. But later in life, as you gain experience, and all of that is accumulated in the soul. I mean, nowadays we might call it consciousness. Consciousness is not synonymous to soul, but there is a relationship, obviously. So by the end of your life, by the end of your life, your soul is not blank anymore. You've accumulated all these experiences, all these emotions, all these memories you had in life. All of that will be taken away from you as a whole package. Because if the soul is going to be reckoned on the Day of Judgment, it cannot be blank. It has to have all of the stuff, right? And when it is resurrected, all of that comes back to you. So now you get back your memory, you get back your experiences, you get back your uh, whatever you had before you died. This is why it is referred to as nafs and not as ruh. Exactly. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. no. Have you guys heard of teleportation? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Moving from one place to the next. But what moves? Uh, time and space. Enough moves. If, if we were to define it. <laughs> because they say we, we move consciousness. You don't move the physical body, the physical body stays here. So let's say we're gonna do a teleportation from here to Mars. Any volunteers? Wait a what what they say can I mean obviously this is not this is not true yet anyways. <laughs> but the experiment is that you're here and if we can transfer all of your consciousness to Mars, okay, that includes all your memories, all your attitudes, your, your mood, mood swings, your whatever, all of that is up here. Transfer it over there, into a body over there, so you don't have to transfer the body, that is teleportation. And then you kill this person here, so it's, there's no two of you, there's only one of you. That is the idea, I think. I thought, you a person, person. Yeah, the whole person, the whole person goes. Yeah. But that's not teleportation. Right? Yeah, it's teleportation that kind of like breaks a person down and rebuilds
1: them. <laughs> well, okay,
0: but the, the the physical part is hard though. How do you break? How do you break somebody physically? No, that's don't. why I think it's more possible with consciousness. Anyway, <laughs> okay, yes, I know. Never mind. means but i hope you get the idea of nafs you get the idea this concept of nafs so nafs is not not the blank soul that that is given to you in the beginning of life nafs is the let's call it the loaded soul at the end of your life after you've accumulated all these experiences and memories and and deeds obviously you've done good deeds and bad deeds you can you could for example through your life you could produce a good soul or a bad soul if you're if you've done enough good deeds, you'll have a good soul. So this package is called Nas. Is that clear? Wait, no question. Yes. So basically, it says Nas just the building up to like Ruḥ, or like Ruḥ is the building up to a Nas. Yes. Ruḥ. In the beginning of your life, you have Ruḥ. At the end of your life, you have Nas. Okay. So yes. So whatever you do in this life will be captured, if you will, in that Nas. Okay. One more verse inshallah we'll stop you we can do questions inshallah So and then it says what is Now al mawuda usually people say al mawuda is that girl in the time of jahiliyah pre-islamic time It was a habit it was a custom of the arabs to bury their girls alive out of honor Nowadays we have honor killing. People accuse Muslims of honor killing, but Islam forbade honor killing. This is why, you know, this, this habit was forbidden by Islam. So even if you find Muslims doing this, we say this is from jahidiya, it's not from Islam, to kill someone for honor. If they did a crime, it should be handled by, you know, the law and you know, the police. Not by individuals. We, we don't take law in our own hands in Islam. So Islam came to, you know, banish or to, to, to forbid this idea that, oh because this, this uh, you know, this girl can bring dishonor to me later, because they're talking about the future here. Maybe there's a war, and the, you know this girl will be taken by somebody. So I don't want to have to go through that. So I'll kill her from now. That was the idea. So that's why they used to kill their uh, baby girls when they were young. I don't know what's going on with Facebook today. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Keep saying close up I don't know what that means. Do you know what yeah, i Yeah. it's quitting. Anyways, I guess we'll lose the recording. Okay. So, so here it says that on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, this baby girl will be asked about why she was killed. Now, a lot of people think, well, this is limited to that time. And again, I I usually do not like these types of interpretations because it limits the Qur'an. It it limits the Qur'an to a certain time or a certain place. Let me ask you, what about abortion? Is that a form of wa'ad? Because wa'ad is to kill a baby. It is. It is, what is the difference? Uh, Hold on, let me just explain it. So if somebody decided to kill their baby, Sorry, liberals, if somebody <laughs> decided to kill a baby, right? <laughs> it's not a form of what? Because you're killing something that is alive. Now, of course, in Islam, we distinguish between uh, a, a, a fetus, for example, that is before 120 uh, 120 days and after 120 days. Because we believe, up to the 120 days, that fetus does not have a soul and that the angel comes and breathes the soul into the fetus after the 120 days. So technically, I mean, some scholars have said that if abortion happens before the 120 days, it's not considered killing. Because that piece of flesh does not have a soul. That piece of flesh does not have a soul. It's an opinion, it's a valid opinion. But absolutely, if this happens after the 120 days, It is a a baby with a soul, so it is a a life. You're killing a life. And hence it is haram in Islam. Was there an abortion back then? (laughs) Was there an abortion back then? (laughs) I, I, I don't know, but I'm talking about now. I'm not talking about back then. I'm talking that this this still happens now. A lot of people kill their babies now, even after they're born. Some people leave them in a in a trash can or they put them in a dumpster just to get away, get rid of them. So this still happens. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a sad reality, but it happens. The point is uh, a lot of the a lot of these uh, ayat. Uh, some people try and interpret them them as something that used to happen or that's referring to certain people or certain time and the idea is when we approach the Quran if there are different interpretations and the interpretations do not uh, conflict with each other it's totally alright to accept different interpretations and this is a different interpretation, it's a valid one because the idea is not to kill any baby it doesn't matter if it is before, uh, you know, delivery or after delivery, if if it is alive, it is a baby. Right? So all those babies, it seems, will be asked on the Day of Judgment. Why were they killed? Oh, because, you know, it's my body, right? It's my right. Maybe that's, but would this be a valid answer? That's a question. Would this be a valid answer on the judgment? What was you reply? I just said. So some people say it's my body, it's my right. I can abort anytime. No, the kids when they're babies when they're asked. No, no. Uh, yes, uh, this is a, like a rhetorical question, which means the, the answer is obvious. If I come and ask you, you you were killed wrongly, and I ask you for what reason, for what sin? Because it says the for what sin were you killed? You don't have to answer me. This is a rhetorical question. It's just to, to it is to make a point. Yes? Yes? Yes, yes, it will. Be- because abortion means that you take the baby out of the mother's womb. So yes, it will be inside. It's a fetus, it's not a baby. You could call it a fetus. Okay, let, let us actually, because I'm, all, I'm like done, so let us, you know, finish this uh, session and then we'll do all the questions, which you probably already asked, but okay. So I wanted to cover this much because I wanna make two points. One is because uh, somebody last time uh, asked some questions about the Day Judgment. Uh, I don't think we covered this before. This is, these are the signs that happen, like, before the actual reckoning starts. These are signs that happen in the universe and on Earth around us. Uh, they're like precursors to the reckoning itself. And the second reason is because I want all of us to get a feel, get a flavor if you will, of uh, you know, the Arabic of the Quran. So it's important that every time we encounter a a new word in the Quran, we try and understand it dig deep and see the origins of that word. And what what kind of meaning could it offer us? Because when we understand that meaning, it could give us a new meaning. When we understand the, the Arabic, it could give us a new meaning. So I hope we can develop this uh, this intuition. And this is especially important in the small surahs because we recite them all the time. We memorize them many times. right? We recite them in salat. But most of the time we have no idea what we're reciting. So I hope today we learned a few words uh, and uh, Insha'Allah you'll think about them when you recite the Qur'an. Okay? So I'll stop here. And now if you have any questions, we'll take them. Alright. Okay. Who's first? In Jannah, are you like, like, in your human body? In Jannah? Yeah, are you in your human body? Okay, the question is, in Jannah are you in your body as you have it today? Well, Yes, but it will be more perfect, and it could be bigger. I mean, we have some indications in some hadith that you're gonna have a bigger body. But yes, it will be the same. Now obviously, if you have any handicap or any, um, uh, like anything imperfect, it will be made perfect. So, um, but yes, since the, uh, since the soul returns to the body, it will be the same person, except better. And also, like, your age will be 33 and all of that, so, like, the best time of your life. If it, you know, uh, I oh. <laughs> so you don't know. What age are you interested in? I'm just curious. Like, 20 more, like, 21. 21. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. fine. So, two uh, questions. First of all, um, so you said about, like, how 120 days, and, like, about, like, some number, of, um, like, the rule, of napstens going into uh, the baby. Ruh, because it's the beginning, life. right? So, um, what about if, like, an abortion happens before the woman's baby? Is that not that haram? Um, like I said, many scholars have said it is not haram because the soul has not been uh, breathed into the body, so it does not make it an actual uh, life, you know, that the baby is not alive yet. So it is okay. Some of them said Yeah, but still, it is you know something that is forming. Why should you destroy it? But we cannot say that it is a human being until there's a soul in it. Otherwise, it's a a piece of flesh. Okay, that's a good question. So, let's let's say like a baby or like. I'm gonna get a lot of abortion questions. Okay. Uh, Let's just say like a baby. Guys, listen up. You mentioned the that like at almost of twenty and everybody at the age of thirty three. What if you die before like uh, getting to that age? Simple. I mean, you just, you, you see, you just see how you would. Yeah. That. Increase. Yes. Who oh, oh, did not answer? Sorry, he was. Yeah. He was I'll wrong. get back to you. Yes. When you like, when you die and die like being with, you? Are you in Jenna or? You, you go to Jannah after Day of Judgment, but before it like, is, let's say you die before Day of Judgment, do you dream of J- J- Jannah in the grave, or do you... Um, just... Okay, so the question is, these are deep questions. They <laughs> are. So the question is, when you die, do you dream of Jannah? Uh, so what happens when you die, first of all, we have to know that, guys, uh, when you die, the soul separates from the body. So anything that happens to you in the grave happens to the soul. And his, if there's a hadith that says, you're going to be able to see your place in Jannah. So in the grave, you can see it. But how you see it, we don't know. It's not, it's not the physical eye that is looking at it. It's the soul that has an image of that piece in, in Jannah. But only in, in the day of judgment, as we said, after the reckoning finishes, that's when you actually go into Jannah. Hold I don't You, you yeah, asked so, me. I, I I have, have a question. question. So let's say, let's say the doctor comes up to you and says uh, he will live, like let's say the baby will live, but he's gonna like like he's gonna be having a really bad life because of like something, um, whatever. But you don't want that to happen to him, so you do like an abortion. So, is that, um, right? so the question is, what if the doctor comes and tells you that the baby? Will have a tough life if he 's delivered because of some issue, do you then do abortion uh, again if it 's before the one twenty days yes, if after then we need to be careful because I can give you a, a different problem. What if somebody got a sickness when they 're three year old three years old or five years mm-hmm. old? would you say well, i don 't want them to suffer their their lives so I would you don't do that, right? So similarly, uh, it, it does not matter really if they're one year or one month or one day or minus one day, right, before delivery. Uh, as soon as they become a human being with a soul, uh, you know, we, we try and save the body as much as possible. And we don't know, a lot of times, by the way, these doctors will make a prediction. It's not for sure, it's not for certain. They'll give you a probability, right? So we don't know. Yes, over there. Thirty three. In general, yes. My dad my dad actually kind of told me, um you're all of us are kids, but you still remember that you're they're your parents or grandparents. yeah, yeah, so you will you will have access to your relatives, you will have access to your parents and all us. Yes. Now it can get very uh, paradoxical if you keep asking those question. questions. I know. But again, think of it, uh, see, the life in Jannah is not like the life on earth. You cannot use the same physical laws. So they're different, it's a different dimension, it's a different scope. So don't try, and make, uh, don't try and make an analogy between this life and the hereafter. It's really hard to imagine how it will be. Uh, for example, the Qur'an told us that in Jannah will have fruits. But it told us the fruits of Jannah are not like the fruits on earth. We have no idea how they will be, how will they how they will taste. There is some similarity, but we don't know. Really? Yes. So you said that when we're in the grave, you start playing some Jannah, So basically, you know. How to or, have or or Jahana, I mean, it depends. Yeah, yeah. So basically, even before the day of judgment you know like, where you're gonna be. Yes, you, you get you get uh, some clues. Yes. Yes. I did not look at this slide yet, is there any questions? That? You do? Oh. Do you have clothes in there? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> yes, I mean, there are verses that says that fiha They will wear clothes of silk. It will be very comfortable. Also there's a mention of istabraq, which is a form of silk. Silk. Um, so yeah. I'm just asking Nike Nike. What if you want to wear Gucci, not silk. Gucci. Okay. Oh, it, people it, in Japan wear any clothing, it, it's like, yes, do yeah. so, not. <laughs> would there be like In-N-Out Burger and all that? In In-N-Out Burger. Shop. Don't give away your <laughs> No, I mean, again, so, okay, let, let, maybe there's one verse or one hadith that will hopefully will put an end to all of this. Guys, listen up, so you don't ask the same question again. So, in the hadith it says, فِيهَا uh, In Jannah, uh, there is what no eye have seen, what no ear has heard, and something that never occurred to you, to your mind. It's far beyond what you like, it's far beyond what you imagine, it's far beyond what you crave in this earth. Uh, and in the, in the Qur'an there's also a few ayat like that. For example, that anything that you crave, you will get. Anything that your eye will crave, you will get. So, um, yes? Wait, what? Not that you don't need to eat or drink You don't need to eat. Or drink. Or drink. I mean there are many verses that talks about fruits and stuff like that in general. What what you probably heard is that you don't have a necessity to eat, but you eat out of leisure. You eat out of just to have fun. Yes. So yeah, the body does not have needs like it has in this life, but you of course you can enjoy it. Already is that 33. Except for Talan. Okay. We'll, we'll like, <laughs> I, I like Talan. I just kind of like, like. Maybe we should have a halqa just about them because yeah. all you the us should. We'll, so push we should. We push should. have Q and have uh, q and A. Yeah. Islamic Q and A. Islamic question and answers. Like just the entire. I agree. Yeah. Just like whatever question. See what happens when I do that? No one has any question. Exactly. Like I yeah. come and there's no questions. Yeah, you're you not talking now. about it. I know. Yeah. Five-minute lecture, thirty-minute confusing. Five-minute lecture, thirty-minute. Like, like, 30 well, you don't give us that talking about. So you <laughs> <like five> <laughs> so it should give doing five minutes. I can do that. I don't. Have it's it's bad. It's easier for me. I don't have to prepare as much. So. Okay, we're gonna have to end it soon. Uh, Is the pizza here? Yes, yes. Okay, so we're gonna I have to ready. We'll do the topic next time about Jannah, so that way. Would you, would you be able to like, like, we say you wanna go from Venice to Venice, you wanna fly? You do whatever you want. Alright, oh we'll God. do next time. Okay, I'm and I'm sit okay. with NML.